Keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Do you know where those words come from? If you guessed a Christmas carol, then ding, ding, you got it. These words come at the very beginning of a Christmas carol when uh, Fred Scrooge's nephew comes to visit his uncle at his counting house to wish him a Merry Christmas and also to invite him over for Christmas dinner. Uh, Scrooge's response is in stark contrast to his nephew's cheerful, uh, cheerfulness and generosity. Scrooge begins by calling Christmas a humbug and um, his repartees, his um, jabs at, his Fred's, at, at Fred's defense of Christmas are some of the most biting and memorable lines of the entire story itself. And I think we understand their full effect and just how biting they are if we take the words of Scrooge and we were to put them in the mouth of someone we run into in our day-to-day -day life. For example, uh, let's say you're checking out at a store and you wish the cashier, you know, uh, a Merry Christmas. And they respond to you, if I could work my will, every idiot who goes about with Merry Christmas on his lips should be boiled with his own pudding and buried with a stake of holly through his heart. That would be quite a cold response, <laughs> you know, at your shopping. It's actually dark. <laughs> Only a squeezing, wrenching, grasping, scraping, clutching, covetous old sinner could use words like that and actually mean them. Keep Christmas in your own way and let me keep it in mine. Um, these words are words that I have not only heard in A Christmas Carol, these words more or less are on the lips of our secular culture at this time of year. For example, uh, just a few weeks ago, I was watching a YouTube video about this designer just decking out their house, going full bore with Christmas decorations, and um, in that video, she made an aside about how she doesn't even believe in Christ, uh, she's not Christian at all, and that she just goes really crazy with the decorations because she's really into the festive, joyful vibes of Christmas. And so she had, you know, no qualms separating Christ from Christmas. Um, but should, we, should this, you know, this reaction, this dividing of Christ from Christmas, should this really surprise us? No, you know, uh, for decades, you know, we've had keep Christ and Christmas bumper stickers and, and now they're starting to slowly peel off. You know, we've constantly been intentional about wishing Merry Christmas. And, you know, most of our favorite Christmas movies, uh, the reality matter is Christ is more of a secondary thing in all of them. Even some of our favorite movies that go as far back as the 40s. And even A Christmas Carol itself is more about a proper Victorian morality than it really is about uh, anything religious. You know, Christ is mentioned, but more of, and I'm just kind of an afterthought, you know? And so our popular culture is so good at building up stories about the ephemera, the more secondary things of Christmas, instead of its essence. Separating the effects of a relationship with Christ, you know, charity, joy, peace, kindness, patience, and attributing them to something uh, other than their source, to the more secondary things of Christmas. For centuries, people have been keeping Christmas in their own way, and believe it or not, I'm sure they'll continue to do it until the last snow. And so we shouldn't be worried about how, how others are keeping Christmas. First and foremost, we should consider how are we keeping Christmas? 
Are we keeping Christmas as it should be kept? Personally, I've never kept Christmas perfectly. Personally, uh, materialism and consumerism constantly are creeping into my celebration of Advent and Christmas, and I constantly have to work to keep them at bay. Uh, also, you know, the more secondary things of Christmas, the movies, the nostalgia, the parties, uh, often these distract me and keep me from entering in more fully into this Advent and Christmas season. So what is one way we can better enter into this Advent and Christmas season? It isn't more Christmas music or Christmas cookies. It's repentance. The secret of getting the most out of Advent and Christmas is repentance. In the second reading, Peter tells us the Lord's desire that not any one of us should perish, but that all should come to repentance. And in the gospel, we have John the Baptist preparing the way, preaching a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. Why is repentance so important? It certainly doesn't sound festive or fun, but the reality is, is that it's absolutely necessary for us entering into and getting the most out of Advent and Christmas. Because if we're not able to recognize our own sinfulness and take responsibility for it, we will not be able to re realize just how much we need a Savior, just how much we need Jesus. The difference between the repentant Christian and the individual who keeps Christmas in his own way is that the latter, although like the Christian, is able to recognize that something is the matter with man, however, uh, these individuals hold that it's not their fault and that man is ultimately the solution to the problem. We are at fault. We have free will. And how often do we freely fail to choose the good? The solution to the whole in our heart is not something that we can buy or make, but something we receive. We cannot keep Christmas in our own way because nothing we can create can fill the hole in our heart. A hole created by an infinite offense and therefore one that can only be filled by the infinite. Christmas can only be received because in its essence it is pure gift. God gifted us his son who took on our condition, mounted the cross, paid our debt of sin so that we might have life and have it eternal. And at every mass, he gifts himself his very life in the Eucharist. Christmas, Christ, the mass, grace, uh, is only something we can receive or reject, never create. And repentance opens us to receive. So how do we repent in this modern day? Well, it's confession. And my encouragement for everyone here, especially those perhaps haven't gone to confession for a long time, is to try to get to confession uh, before Christmas. Um, here at St. Pat's, we're not, we don't have extra times for confession, uh, but that's because we have confession almost all the time. And especially during the season, uh, all the priests are gonna try to man those hours in order that we could hear you know, everyone's confession, anyone who seeks to uh, repent and, and ask the Lord's forgiveness, we will try to be there and ready to hear your confession. And when you do so, when you make this repentance, when you make this uh, taking and claiming responsibility for your sinfulness and asking God for his mercy, what it does is it opens you to just take part and just receive all those graces, graces and blessings that our Lord wants to pour out on you this Christmas season.
Unlike Scrooge, God's not going to send three ghosts to call you to repentance uh, because he's already sent the prophets. He sent John the Baptist. He sent his beloved son. Repent and keep Christmas as Christ intended, and you'll get more joy out of it than anyone who keeps Christmas in their own way.